Snap. We have a sponsor. I want to be clear. This is a cool sponsor, and you should you really should just go check them out. Like, legit. BustedTees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely going to find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to bustedtees.com and enter Jason25945 at checkout. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. On the 80s and 90s Uncensored, listen to card-carrying Gen Xers Milo, that's me, and Jamie. And that's me. On the 80s and 90s Uncensored, we banter, debate, and discuss various topics from those two glorious decades. If you're old enough to remember those years, or if you're a fan of the era that defined American pop culture today, then you'll love the 80s and 90s Uncensored. If you're a miserable middle-aged office worker, and your life sucks and essentially you don't have anything to look forward to, at least one day a week you have the 80s and 90s Uncensored. New episodes released every Monday. Subscribe or you get your podcast. Okay. Everybody in the club getting tips. Everybody in the club getting tips. One, here comes the two, two, the three, to the four. Everybody drunk out on the dance floor. Baby girl asked her like she want more. Like she a groupie, I ain't even on tour. Maybe because she heard that I rhyme hardcore. Or maybe because she heard That's right, that rap I battle, motherfucker. The Bottom of the ninth, and man got a score. Now I gotta move on the next door. Here comes the three to the two to the Did one. Homeboy Google a song that we have a, a fun beat to. No, that's me, dumbass. I ain't got one, man. Oh, that's you? Yeah. Now I'm in the oh, okay. Getting head from a hun. Why she going down? I'm bragging what I've done. Smoking a blunt, saying she ain't having fun. Let's give it back. When did you do this? Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Oh, God, I don't know. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. I got a whole fucking... Misheard lyrics. Everybody in the club is a gypsy. <laughs> well, now that's kind of racist. I, mean, I, know, right? I prefer to be called Romani. Just saying. Everybody in the club is Romani. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do, do. Oh, hell yeah. Welcome back to the mixtape. You know me. I'm Jason Emmett, and we're doing what we've been doing. Uh, we're going to start off the show. I'm going to take a few minutes to talk to you guys out there in listener land. Then we're going to kick off a really fun episode, your episode. This is you guys. This is a listener episode. You guys gave us the content, and that is awesome. 
And since you did that, we want to say thank you. Uh, it means a lot to us that you guys respond and, you know, that you reply back and that you email us and, and that you, you give us your input. I mean, it's what kind of makes the show worth it. So this is a thank you. This is an episode where it is all your picks, your choices, and it is a sequel to our 80s mixtape of live episode that happened two weeks ago. So again, thank you guys. We told you it was coming and it is here delivered unto you. These are the picks uh, that you guys gave us and they're great. They're wonderful. A couple of things. Hopefully you guys listened to our awesome interview with Mark Kendall from Great White, the guys who gave you Once Bitten, Twice Shy. We all know that song. We all love that song. So hopefully you checked out the interview because Mark was a great dude and we loved having him on. Hey, if you guys haven't, please, and we beg it a lot now, but please leave a review wherever you listen. Uh, it actually means a ton, and it's really one of the best ways you can help the show out is by leaving a review because that boosts us up and other people see it and other people listen, and that's what we're trying to accomplish here. It's why we do what we do is because we're vain and we want people to hear us. Actually, we just really like talking about this stuff. And it's really cool when we know people are listening because it makes it worth our while. Don't know if you know this, but to put together a single episode of this show, uh, on average, our episodes, we've been trying to keep them to about an hour now. An hour-long episode, on average, takes anywhere from 9 to 10 hours to put together. I know that sounds crazy, but it isn't one of those things where you just sit down and record and you're done. There is a lot of, we have to put together the list. I have to write the show notes. I have to research the show notes because I know you're not going to believe this. I don't magically know all this stuff. Some of it I do, but a lot of it I have to look up. I have to research, write it, we record it, we edit it, we post it. Uh, so it takes a long time. We do that because we really love doing it. But it's awesome to know that people are listening, which is why we love the feedback which is why we ask for feedback so much. It's also a lot of fun to talk to you guys. Like, once we start talking to you, we start building relationships with the listeners, and we, we actually make friends. And some of you may or may not know this, but Twisted Kid Matt, uh, the, one of the members of this show, I met years ago while doing another show. And he was a listener to some of the shows. And we met at a con, and then he started doing uh, his own podcast way back in the day. And we remained friends for, for years and years after. And so when I went to do this show, it was always, uh, it was always a thing that I wanted Matt involved. But at the time, he lived, uh, he lived pretty far away. When we started the show, Matt was nowhere near us. And so we had to work out the logistics of it. And once we did, we got Matt on the show, and I'm so glad that we did. We have developed relationships with lots of listeners over the years and got to meet them and hang out with them at cons. And you guys are great. So please, please keep writing us, keep calling us, although you never call. You never call. You could. And we're going to give you the phone number here in a minute. It'd be great if you did. We've had a couple of phone calls. Mostly we get emails and, of course, interaction on the Facebook page, which if you're not over there, you should go over there and join us on the Facebook page. Of course, Twitter, all that good stuff, which we're going to tell you about. So I won't go on about it now because we're going to go on about it here in a second. And I know you can skip that part, and some of you probably skip this part, too. But hopefully you do occasionally listen and you leave us some feedback. Last thing before we get into everything proper, I want to say uh, you can donate to the show. That helps out a lot, too. If you go over to the webpage, themixtapeshow.com, 
down at the bottom of the home page right there, you're going to see a buy me a coffee link. You can click on that and do a donation if you want to. No pressure. Do it. No pressure at all. Do it. And uh, that helps out, too, because there are a lot of costs involved. Actually, Matt's computer just crashed. It's a whole thing, man. It's a whole thing. We got them back up and running. It's all good. But when I say we, I don't mean me. I had nothing to do with it. But uh, anyway, you can go over and check that out. Please do visit the website on occasion. That would be cool as well. Uh, Again, leave a review. And please share. Tell other people about the show. Tell them that we are awesome. And by default, you are awesome. Because that is what this show is all about, is being awesome. I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to kick off the show. Here's our social media. And then we'll get started delivering... More 80s love to you, the tapeworms. Hey, you guys might not know this. You should because we talk about it all the time. But we have all the social medias you could want and more. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Most of those places you can find us if you look up the Mixtape Podcast. But you can just go over to the website, which is themixtapepod.com. And there'll be links and everything. You can get it there. But uh, we also have a phone number. Matt, would you like to give the folks at home that phone number? Absolutely. Hey, guys, we have a phone number. And you can call it and leave a message, which we would almost definitely play. That number is 513-437-2377. Or if it's easier, just call 513-HERAD77. Call it and be cool. There you go. Guys, go check us out on all the social medias and be as cool as we are. Or, well, you're going to be cooler because we're not that cool. All right, everybody. This is a first for the mixtape. I think it's a first for the mixtape. But something pretty cool happened when we asked for listener submissions for our 80s love song episode. A bunch of you responded. So we're going to kick that off here in a minute. But before we do, hey, I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. Uh, so we started talking about it. We started talking about it. So we did our 80s love song episode, and uh, we always ask, hey, what would you guys put on? And you guys had, like, it was a ton. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, we should just put together a whole episode of the, the tapeworm picks. And that's what we did. Not picks, not like pictures. Although, I like, please don't send us tapeworm picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of, like, <laughs> undercooked pork. Mm. Um, your choices. We put together an episode of your choices. Let me reword this. Take a piece um, of meat with you and it's just undercooked pork. There's yeah, like a bucket full of chitlins. Just <laughs> go to Richie's Steakhouse. I got a, bucket, of, got a bucket full of chitlins. Go to Rick, Richie's Steakhouse. Take a piece of meat with you. Um, yeah. Let it sit. To go order. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. If this was a song we already had on one of our lists. We obviously didn't add it. So some of you guys out there, when you gave us your picks, and it was before our episode, really, so you might have picked something yeah. we already had on our list. So that's one thing. If you, and quite a few of you did, um, it, well, first of all, if more than one of you picked the same song out there, I went with the first person I received it from. Yeah. Also, uh, if you sent me like four songs, I narrowed it down to like one because, we're you know, for time's sake. I'd put them all on the list if I could, but... And a few of you said a few songs. So like I said, I, I narrowed it down to one, the, usually the first one you said. So, yeah. And that's and what, if it was Cindy Lauper, Connie got it. So. Uh, she's on here. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> she's, she's on here. <laughs> uh, so again, what we're going to be talking about is songs you, the listeners, would put on 
a playlist of love songs from the eighties. If you don't know, if you don't know, oh, I got a. I shouldn't even share it with you. I should just do it. But I found a three D printable. Just, just do it. Three D printable working slide whistle. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I searched for <laughs> one like, as well. Hey, by the way, I found it too. Um, found a pan flute and an ocarina. I, as well. I did too, but sometimes I. Sometimes they have videos, and I'm like, it didn't work that well. I want yeah. one that works really well. I'm sure. I definitely a got a uh, Mayan death whistle that I'm going to print. <laughs> we never hear from uh, Matt again. Mayan death whistle. We never hear from Matt again because he blows the damn thing. <laughs> so, Kevin, you sound like you've never heard of a Mayan death whistle. No, I have not. Yeah, later on, uh, look up videos of people using actual Mayan death whistles. Well, most they people don't call terrifying. it. Like, that's just the Americanized name of it. It's actually yeah. the Mayan Bialik. And oh. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, oh God! <laughs> There's a Joey it, Lawrence one that just goes whoa when you blow into it. It blossoms everybody's day. Yeah, it blossoms death. Yeah, um, you got to make six of them though. Oh, we can. This is this is getting good, guys. That will put you in jeopardy. <laughs> nice. Okay. It's like what? If you blow it too hard, there'll be a big bang. Theoretically, theoretically. Oh man, something about a cafe with cats. I don't know. <laughs> that was the sitcom she just did. I don't. Yeah. You know. Oh, it involves science. But she, she is a scientist. There yeah. is a. I'm just kind of grabbing for it. So, yeah. uh, yeah, <laughs> I got really lost <laughs> on where we were here. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, 80s love songs, love songs tapeworm the, edition. The tapeworm edition, the ones that the listeners picked for us because they love us so very much. Um, so, yeah, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do exactly what we always do. Uh, if you guys want to go back, not last week, but the week before, you can listen to ours if you don't recall it or you didn't listen, because why didn't you? You should go listen to that one. And that's what spurred this one. Um, so we're going to do what we always do. We're going to play a clip of the song. I'm going to tell you which of you out there uh, picked the song, and then we're going to give you a little information about the song. And the first one comes from uh, our Facebook fan page and from my main man, Zach. Believe it or not, that's not from Stewie. <laughs> He's on really? here, but that's not from him. This is from Zach. Uh, Zach says, Without You by Motley Crue. This song was released on their 89 album, Dr. Feel Good. Rumor has it that this song is about Tommy Lee's relationship with Heather Locklear. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I could see it. <laughs> yeah. uh, this song reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 charts and number 11 on the mainstream rock chart. The song has Mick Mars playing a steel guitar during the intro and the solo of the song. And this this video, guys, is so fucking 80s. Oh, man, it drips 80s. If I remember correctly, and I do, there's a freaking Jaguar for no reason <laughs> in this video. Because that's just something them and Kanye West do all the time. There's a yeah. bunch of violinists in one scene and a freaking Jaguar. Just because, you know that they were just sitting around stoned. Like, as, I know an animal guy. Right? Yeah, they were stoned <laughs> as fuck. It's like, you know what would be They cool? called up 80s Joe Exotic and brought in a Jaguar. It's like, it's like, here's what they were doing. It's like, they're sitting around, it's like this. You know, it'd be really fucking cool. Is that is that the sound you know, of you a, snorting coke? Or no, it's something? supposed to be a bong. Thought, yeah, that's what I thought I heard was bong, bong sounds, even though you don't partake. Uh, you know, it'd be really fucking cool. Fucking Jaguar. 
hey, I know somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to start the list, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. It's uh, I, not Stewie. It's not Stewie. And here's the thing. Stewie is on this list. He actually did send in a song. Our main man, Stewie D, is on the list, but he did not send that. And right now, he's probably listening, kicking himself in the ass mm-hmm. for not thinking of it, but that's okay. Uh, the next one might be a little biased because my wife sent this in, but in all fairness, they sent it on our social media. She didn't come and tell it to me, and I actually <laughs> wanted to kick myself in the ass for not thinking of this song. Side note, isn't it isn't it weird that our significant others do that? They're just like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, the they world. don't tell us. They just, yeah. <laughs> they just, they, well, Connie will send me shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, she'll be like, hey, about the show, uh, mm-hmm. this song or this meme. Yeah, she does oh, it yeah. all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. We are all, it's funny. So, like, our, we all, we are all very close. We all know each other. And so, like, my wife has asked me before, like, it doesn't bother you that I'll, like, occasionally text Matt or Kevin or Stu. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. care. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. They, I, I love these guys. It would be man. weird if it was accompanied with a photo that says, like, does this look infected? And then I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. now no, it's it weird. Wouldn't. We now, have, yeah. I totally Please go see a doctor. Now I'm going to ask I'm not one. send you pictures. That would <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> open pus wounds. <laughs> does this look infected, man? <laughs> I'm on. I'm on a, Jason, a different time zone. It may come in when I'm eating. Jason like, was okay. Jason this was is why sleeping. I never became a doctor. Jason you know? yeah. was sleeping, I so he doesn't know I took this picture of his ass. What does this look infected? <laughs> <laughs> My wife has a weird obsession with uh, when I fall asleep in awkward positions. She thinks it's hilarious to take pictures of me, like on the couch with my <laughs> shirt half pulled over my gut, my mouth wide open, like. <laughs> Yeah. Just <laughs> my house wide open. <laughs> <laughs> my fist would fit in it. All right. Let's move on to the next song. Again, this one is from my wife, Melissa, and I could kick myself in the ass for not putting this on my list because this is actually one of like just one of my all time favorite songs. Like it's a great song. God, Pete Townsend is becoming quite the staple on our show. He's made it onto a lot of episodes lately. Uh, one thing I can say about Pete Townsend is, as we know from the songs that were stolen by other artists, is he's probably not going to come after us because he's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he didn't, he didn't, and go, he didn't go after he's w- Batman. <laughs> he is Batman. <laughs> he didn't go after One Direction. He'll probably leave us alone. Uh, this is "Let My Love Open the Door." performed by Pete Townsend from his 1980 album, Empty Glass. Uh, This reached number nine, nine on the Billboard Hot 100 (laughs) and was Townsend's only solo top 10 hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, But the Who's song, I Can See for Miles, which was written by Townsend, reached the same position 13 years earlier. So Uh, I got to tell you guys, rumor has it that Pete Townsend's manager hated this song. Hated it and was totally against him putting it on an album. In fact, he said it. He said it did not sound "quote unquote" like Townsend. But they added it. Mm-hmm. Um, it hit the charts, and his manager actually called him up and said, "Hey, dude, my bad. I'm Sometimes sorry. don't listen to me. Yeah, right. I apologize. <laughs> I was wrong." Uh, Despite the song's success, Townsend doesn't consider it one of his best songs. He told Rolling Stone that "Let My Love Open the Door" was just a ditty. Well, Pete. 
We love it, and we love you. And like every movie since Jerry Maguire seems to love this song, too. <laughs> so, also, Pete, you're welcome anytime. Come on. Actually, fucking please. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Dude, Definitely. That would be amazing, actually, to talk to Pete Townsend. He seems like an endless Friend of the show. Interesting dude. Uh, yeah, so, because he's cool. Unlike Marvin Gaye, I hope you're listening, sir. Well, I don't think he is. <laughs> you hear that, Marvin Gaye? We're calling you out. Just like Ray Charles couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> well, he especially can't see now. He's dead. God damn. Kind of... Just keep making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, <laughs> he just got so aggressive with the two. Terry, I hope you're listening, Marvin Gaye. Tapeworm Terry, save us! He does. He comes. Oh in, god! He comes in with this next song. This one comes from Tapeworm Terry. Listen, I I don't know Tapeworm Terry on a personal level, but I, now, now I just picture him like standing in front of me singing this song. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. So when I meet you, and I will at some point meet yeah. you, uh, please come up and sing Take My Breath Away to me. <laughs> this is Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Oh, uh, family by- unions are about to get weirder. <laughs> Not weird, weirder. Weirder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're uh, already pretty weird. This song was written by Giorgio Moroder, who we've talked about a bunch on this. I told you guys I'm a huge fan. The guy writes great stuff. Uh, it was also written by Tom Whitlock, and this was for the 1986 film A Top Gun. This song was originally offered to the motels, but for whatever reason, reason their version, which does exist, by the way, they uh, <laughs> released it later. But it sounds a lot like Berlin's version. It's not really that different. And for some reason, they didn't use it for the movie. I don't know why. Uh, so instead, Berlin received the honor of being on the soundtrack, and that proved a really good thing for them since it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song and the Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Uh, so Giorgio Moroder was asked by Jerry Bruckheimer if he would write a song for the film, and he wrote Danger Zone. <laughs> which was recorded by Kenny Loggins. Um, The king of 80s soundtracks. Yes. So Bruckheimer liked it. He loved Danger Zone. He thought it was really good. Um, So then he went up to Marauder and said, uh, hey, actually, now could you write a song for a romantic scene in the movie? And he delivered Take My Breath Away. And I guess it really did deliver because Bruckheimer and producer Don Simpson decided that based off the song alone, the film needed a whole new scene between between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis just to feature the song. So they rewrote the the love scene and uh, made it fit with the song better. Murder has said that of all the songs he has produced in his entire career, and if you don't know Giorgio Murder, then trust me, this is a huge thing. He says he is most proud of this song, which is, uh, <laughs> it's a great song. It really is a, it a is. really good song. Um, as schlocky as it is, I mean, it fits perfect in the movie. So, not that I'm a big fan of Top Gun because I am not, but yeah, fits well. That's something that would be fun to yeah, talk about. Troy from Not a Bomb, sorry, what? not not a fan of Top Gun oh, here either. God, no, that that would be fun to talk about though. Sometime, um, like songs that, or movies or songs uh, that 
you would think we would all love because we're such fans, but that like, yeah. most, I just, there are definitely movies with where the soundtrack is better than the movie. I was, uh, like, completely better than the movie. I was, uh, so Top Gun is one of them. totally eighties and nineties recall. They just did Ferris Bueller's day off. And, I saw uh, that. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to the episode and I didn't even make it five minutes in and I had to <laughs> write him and I was t- <laughs> telling David, I was like, listen, cause he doesn't like footloose. And I was like, I, honestly, dude, as a huge fan of the eighties, I don't like Footloose either, and I get a lot of flack for that. But I just the, the soundtrack's great, the movie, not so much. And uh, he he made a comment about like, I know it would, it would be on people's top five, and I'm like, oh god, what would like my top five eighties movies be? But as a fan of the eighties, yeah. hang on, hold I've that got, thought. I, I'm sensing a, a show topic. Yeah, I've already got three crossover. On. Let's do it. So he he. Uh, but he was, you know, he's like being an 80s fan and I don't really like Footloose. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm with you. But he also doesn't like Dirty Dancing. And he made a comment that I have made many times to my wife, who is a huge fan of Dirty Dancing, corrected me. And then we watched it and she's right. Uh, baby is not 16. <laughs> she's 18. They very specifically say she just had her 18th birthday. Hmm. And, and even though clearly Patrick that, Swayze. That's gotten in everybody's mind. That she's just 16. Like, no, she's no, 18. she's underage. And man. although she's cl- underage. clearly Patrick I mean, Swayze is not 21. In no, the he's movie. like 45. In the movie, right? he's supposed to be 21. So he does take oh, advantage. So of he's a age. hard-living 21-year-old. <laughs> right? <laughs> Working yeah, Roadhouse. Man. You know, that'll get you there. <laughs> But I always thought she was supposed to be 16, too. And my wife's like, she's 18, dude. And, like, we watched a movie, and they clearly say she had her 18th birthday. And I'm like, hey. So it's not as creepy. It's not as, as creepy. I mean, it's still creepy. It's just he's not still, as creepy. He waited till she was 18. He still takes a bit before of well, he, he didn't wait. He didn't even know yeah. her before that. <laughs> yeah. But he he, uh, he still kind of takes advantage of her a little bit. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. She's pretty naive, so. Trying to, you know, she's really corrupting her trying to get those back alley abortions for people. <laughs> hey, guys, if you carrying want. Carrying a watermelon. Even though they didn't, this wasn't the episode they did. They did Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You should go over and listen to uh, Totally <laughs> 80s and 90s Recall and listen to their Ferris Bueller Day yeah. Off episode. So. And, uh, hey, side note, while we're talking about other shows, uh, True Crime on Easy Street. Yes, I heard you guys comment, and now I'm getting caught up on your episodes. Uh, I have literally binged. All of your other your episodes, I'm uh, almost completely caught up now. So there you go. Just since we mentioned you on the show, so. there you go. Uh, yeah. let's move on because <laughs> we could just talk about other podcasts, and that would be easy for us to do. There's a bunch, yeah. and we will give them some love uh, yeah. here in a few minutes. Uh, my wife was on here, so Matt's wife needs to be on here too. Connie oh, yeah. sent this next one, and can anybody guess the artist? Hmm. Uh, yeah, here. So small, but I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors, and that's why I love you. So don't be afraid. A little bit of a little bit of a different take on love songs here, Connie, which I appreciate. That's what I appreciate about you, Connie. Mm-hmm. Um. I, you're going to go Cindy Lauper. I think most people would have probably went with like Time After Time, but she went with mm-hmm. True Colors. And, uh, this song was written by Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly. Title track and the first single released from Cindy Lauper's second album uh, in 1986. It became a really major hit for Cindy Lauper. Spent two weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming her last single to occupy the top of the chart. Received a Grammy nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Um, so Billy Steinberg originally wrote the song about his mother, 
And then Tom Kelly altered the first verse a bit, and they uh, delivered the demo, which was a piano, very piano-heavy, gospel-esque song. And they actually gave it to Ann Murray. And Ann Murray passed, and so they approached Cindy Lauper. And Steinberg told Song Facts that Cindy completely dismantled that sort of traditional arrangement and came up with something that was breathtaking and stark. Cindy Lauper has said that the song resonated with her a lot after the passing of her friend uh, Greg- Gregory Natal. Uh, the song itself seemed to represent love of every kind as, and has become a sort of anthem for the LGBTQ community. Lopper even co-founded the True Color Fund, an organization aimed to helping to end LGBT youth homelessness. Uh, it's a wonderful song. It's extremely powerful. The message in it is very powerful. And we, of course, adore Cindy Lopper and uh, yep, much like the show. Pete Townsend. Please come on the show. I would love to talk to Cindy yep. Lopper. She, first of all, that would be awesome. Hey, since this is a awesome tapeworm edition, I would like to. Uh, rally the tapeworms uh everybody listening just start tweeting at cindy lopper and pete <laughs> townsend and ver- yeah. like shaggy shaggy uh yeah. shaggy. Uh, please message them and tell them they need to come on the show get their attention that'd be pretty or cool. better yet if you have a direct connection to them yeah I'll first off why them. haven't you told us a uh, second exploit that tell us <laughs> yeah we'll get them on uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our, uh, if you have not listened to our interview with, uh, Mark Kendall, you need to mm-hmm. do is fun. <laughs> He's just yeah. a goofy ball of fun. It was a really good time. Mark Kendall from the band, great white. He was, uh, actually the original founding member of great white. So, uh, we released that episode as a little bonus interview episode. Please go listen to that. It was a lot of fun. It's out there now. So, uh, moving right along to yet another song that I'm it wrong, man. It's gotta be sung like Kermit. Moving right along. Moving right along. Ah, Kermy. Oh, God, that was bad. I'll never do that. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be about not, Fozzie. Is that but, Kirby? No. You're trying to do Kirby's voice? Shut up. There's a Mark Kendall reference. Uh, <laughs> the next one is another one that actually, I to say I forgot this on my list is not true. This I highly considered this. Figured I would save it for part two, but one of our listeners, Robin, sent this in. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to add it, and then I get the best of both worlds. It's a good one. So can anybody else not hear this song without thinking of John Cusack? Well, no, they can't, and that's going to become pretty big in the notes here that we're going to talk about in a second. First of all, Peter Gabriel, legit one of my favorite uh, artists and one of my favorite all time songs. Literally, I, I'm so excited. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be see, seeing Peter Gabriel in September, and this is it's kind of a bucket list concert for me. It's one of those people I wasn't sure if I'd ever get to see, so I'm really happy about. That's it. pretty awesome. Uh, like yep. I said, how, how old is Peter Gabriel? 147. Now? Makes sense. Know, he's probably oh, probably yeah. in his like a vampire, like probably in his late 60s, early 70s. I would imagine. Yeah, I'm on it. Like I said, I considered this uh, for my list and decided I would hold off to a part two. I was happy when I saw it was suggested over on our Facebook page. This is off the fifth solo, or this is the it fifth. Is 73. Yep, so that sounds about right. Well, yeah. This is the fifth solo from the album So. 
1986. I've gone on record as saying, in my opinion, one of the best uh, full albums of all time. Is that the one with Sledgehammer on it? Because yes. I love Sledgehammer. Yep. Red Rain's Sledge on it. It's a great album. You should go check it out. Uh, the song features, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to butcher your name and I apologize. You, you so, you so in Dior. You so in Dior. I don't know. Is featured on the song. The song reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks and peaked at number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100. Of course, it has become one of the most iconic 80s love scenes after being featured in the 1989 film Say Anything, starring John Cusack and Ioni Sky. Here's a fun little story about that, though, Matt. So it is believed the song itself was inspired by Rosanna Arquette, who seemed to inspire quite a few hit songs. Rosanna, what were you doing to people out there? Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but the song Rosanna by Toto is also Rosanna Arquette. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Cameron Crowe asked to use the song for the film Say Anything. Dude, this is such a good story. And I guess Rosanna Arquette encouraged Peter Gabriel to, to let him do it. She's like, yeah, let it, you should let him do use it for Say Anything. So Gabriel reaches out and says, okay, maybe. Maybe I'll let you use it, but can I see a cut of the film first? You know. So Cameron Crowe says, sure. He sends over the movie. Peter Gabriel watches it. <laughs> he watches what was sent to him, and, and then he calls Cameron Crowe, and he says, hey, look, I'll let you use it, but... I'm I'm a little uneasy about the overdose scene at the end of the movie. And to this, there's much confusion because if you've seen Say Anything, there's no overdose scene in the movie. I was going to say, I don't yeah. recall it's that. A, it's a romantic right. comedy drama and like there's no overdose. Uh, so, they, so they look into it and they're like, ah, oh, dang, <laughs> we accidentally sent him a copy of the movie Wired which is a movie about John Belushi. <laughs> oh, damn. All righty. Anyway, they sent him the actual movie, and we were given... He's like, oh, this is totally different. We were given the boombox scene, uh, which gets even more interesting. Uh, the story is going to get even a little more interesting. In 2012, Rolling Stone interviewed Peter Gabriel, and uh, he starts talking about the cultural impact of the scene. And he said, uh, it definitely gave the song a second life because now it's so often parodied in comedy shows, and it's one of the modern-day Romeo and Juliet uh, balcony cliches. He says, I've talked to John Cusack about that. We're sort of trapped together in a minuscule moment of contemporary culture. So then in October of 2012, Peter Gabriel is performing live at the Hollywood Bowl, and he starts playing the song, and Cusack walks out on stage, hands him a boombox, bows, walks away. <laughs> to make it even better, Cameron Crowe is in the audience and tweeted, Peter Gabriel and John Cusack on stage together at the Hollywood Bowl tonight. Won't forget that ever. So there you go. That's pretty fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, the lyrics and the feel of the song were heavily influenced after a trip to a cathedral in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, Gabriel <laughs> wrote lyrics for a different song, different song called um, Sagrada, which was scrapped but a lot of it found its way into In Your Eyes. And the last little bit here, Gabriel wanted to track, uh, wanted the track originally to close out the album. He wanted this as the last song on the, I didn't know this, by the way, this is mind-blowing. This is a really cool thing I learned. He wanted it to be the last track on the album. So 
But here's the thing about vinyl. Its prominent bass line, the song's prominent bass line, meant it had to be placed closer to the front of the album because the phonograph stylus needs the room to vibrate. That is why on the CD, this is the last song, but on vinyl, it's closer to the front. Interesting. Never knew that. (laughs) I never knew that was a thing. So there you go. All you ever wanted to know about In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. You guys are killing it with your list. We have a few more to go, but these are great, great songs. Um, and then, James, James, you, you had to hurt me. Oh, James, I, I don't want to say that the rest of the world isn't going to agree with you, but oh my God, this song. So small, but I see you. That's not the right song. That's, I was like, wait a minute, hang on. That's well, not we right. see your true colors. <laughs> yeah. That's not the right Your song true, true colors uh, listen, keep making you listen, push the wrong button. I, listen, <laughs> you're going to understand why in a minute. <laughs> why I picked the wrong song. It's totally fair. Um, da, 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 da. This is why I picked the wrong song. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> when you look up on your list and see true, you click it. And I didn't yeah. notice it said true colors instead of true. Yeah, this is true by Spando Ballet. I can't help it. I hate this song so much. <laughs> I know. I know. And I totally get it. And it does make What do you perfect. mean? You never went to a prom in the 80s? Uh, no, I didn't. But this song, did you? I mean, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> this song totally makes sense on an 80s love list. Like, 100% makes it sense. This is uh, True by Spando Ballet from 1983. Title track and third single from their third studio album. Written by the band's guitarist, uh, songwriter Gary Kemp, to express his feelings for Altered Image and le- Altered Image lead singer Claire Grogan. Uh, the song was influenced musically by the songs of <laughs> Marvin Gaye. <laughs> God damn it. He's going to haunt us. And Al Green. Al Green, much cooler, man. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't come after us. All right. We Al can't, Green, friend of the show. You can't get away from Marvin Gaye, can you? You yeah. can't get away from Marvin Gaye. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's like Shia LaBeouf. He said he was listening to uh, a lot of the, both of them at the time. Um, he said lyrically uh, he was inspired by the Beatles, but the feeling, the vibe, the music of the song, Marvin Gaye and Al Green is where he was going. It was their first song to reach the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Um, I've never liked this song a lot, but then every once in a while I'm like, it's okay, it's actually not that bad. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like it. What I can say is I love Set Adrift on Memory Bliss by PM Dawn from 1991. So either way you flip it, I'm glad the song exists. hang on. Did they sample that? Are you kidding? No, I'm actually not. Really? Here, Dude, Matt, right? I'd yeah. never noticed that. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> Set adrift on memory, bliss of you. You know, it's fun to it's, find wow. out new things, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, like, that's that's as clear as Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> like, I don't think they ever tried to. Oh, no, man, they added, like, one little symbol crash and <laughs> right. like, changed the whole song did. entirely. <laughs> Uh, I genuinely never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. That is, okay, yep. cool. So there you go. Um, yeah, I like that. Thanks for uh, sending that in and opening Matt's eyes to something yeah. he didn't know. That's wonderful. Hey, guys. 
You okay? I don't know. Probably. Hey, guys. Probably. Hey, guys. Probably I am not. <laughs> Probably I am not okay. Uh, this next one comes from 80s on 45 over on Twitter. If you guys want to head over to Twitter and check out 80s on 45. This one's great, man. And um, not one that I think anybody would have thought of. Even myself, which is odd because I, I, I love this gentleman. Uh, I thought of stuff from the band, but never once. This just never came into my head, so I'm glad you sent this one over. So I'm going to ask, based off the voice alone, do you guys know who it is? Hmm. Rick Ocasek. I was going to say, it sounds very Cars-like. Yeah, so but, this is Emotion yeah. in Motion by Rick Ocasek. Uh, it's off his second solo album, This this Side of Paradise. Uh, released as a single in late 86, it topped the album rack, Rock Tracks chart and reached number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. The song has Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears guesting on it. Uh, this was Ocasek's only top 40 solo hit. This was uh, when the members of the Cars decided they were going to go off, and uh, they did a little break, and they each tried some solo albums. I know um, I know Ocasek did an album, or did an album, Easton did an album. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Cars, so I do recommend checking out all three of their solo albums as well. Uh, Elliot Easton's was Change... Um, uh, no, no change, I think it was. And then Benjamin Orr released The Lace. So you guys should go check those out. And, of course, this was uh, The Side of Paradise by Rick Ocasek. I love the Cars. I actually did consider a couple of Cars songs. Um, so this worked out really well. The next song on our list, and again, that is, if you want to go over to Twitter, look for 80s on 45 over there. They were the ones who recommended that. The next song comes from Julie, and Julie recommended this, and, well, I'll wait. I'll play it, and then I'll tell you. Am I only dreaming, or is this burning? Burning. The Bengals, Eternal Flame. This was literally on my list until the day before we submitted our final list, and I decided to bump it last minute. I feel like it might have been on mine as well. It was a really tough, like, because mm, such a good song. It Susanna Hoffs, man, making yeah, it back. Yeah, front of the show. Yeah, making it back on the show again. Um, someday I'll have to dig up where I wrote my version called Internal Pain. I might have even <laughs> recorded Internal Pain. Um, so this was, like I said, literally on my list. Um, great song, inspired by the Eternal Flame in Graceland. It was also inspired by a flame from a synagogue. Yep, you heard me. The song was written by Susanna Hoffs and Tim Kelly. So Susanna said her portion of the idea came from a time when she and the band were given a private tour of Graceland. And for uh, Kelly, he said he heard the words Eternal Flame when she told him she was writing a song called Internal Flame, or Eternal Flame. Internal Flame is what I had last night after eating too much pizza. Uh, Eternal Flame is this song. He said he was inspired. He said the song 
he said Susanna was talking about the Bengals having visited Graceland, and she said there was some type of shrine to Elvis that included some kind of eternal flame. And as soon as those words were mentioned, I immediately thought of the synagogue in the town of Palm Springs, California, where I grew up. I remember during our Sunday school class that we they would walk us through the sanctuary. There was uh, one little red light, and they told us it was called the Eternal Flame. Uh, from the band's third album, Everything, in 1988, uh, this was a number one hit in nine countries, including the U.S., making the Bengals, uh, making the, Bengals the third all-female group to top the Hot 100 multiple times after the Shirelles and the Supremes. There you yeah. go. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. Pretty good pretty pedigree. Yeah. It also set a record for the song's uh, co-writers, Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, making them the first songwriting team to score a number one Hot 100s hit five years in a row. So there's you go. And that one, that one came to us from Julie. Next on the list comes a hit from Stewie D. No he, long distance dedication. Stewie says to the man of my dreams, KC. <laughs> Every time I look at you, oh. this is how I feel. What? Said so speaking of dirty dancing. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking it, man. You got <laughs> David. David, what are you gonna do, man? This is. He, I think he did say he he agrees with me in the fact that they both have good soundtracks, Footloose and Dirty Dancing. Even if he didn't care for the movie, uh, this is Eric Carmen off of Hungry or off of Hungry Eyes. Off of Hungry Eyes. This is Eric Cartman. Hungry Eyes. This is Eric Carmen off of Dirty Dancing, <laughs> uh, featured in the Dirty Dancing film 1987, recorded at Beachwood Studios in Beachwood, Ohio. Yeah, you heard me, bitches. It peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and was Carmen's biggest hit. The song was written in 1984 by John DiNicola and Frankie Previte, who also uh, wrote the I Had the Time of My Life, which is also on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. So there you go. Originally recorded by a Previte's band, Frank and the Knockouts, for their album Making the Point, Carmen's producer Jimmy Leonard uh, knew Carmen's style and asked him to sing the song for their Dirty Dancing album. But I guess at first Carmen didn't want to do it. He's like, uh, "I'm weary to do it. I'm really weary to do a song for a soundtrack because uh, soundtrack music dies a horrible death." But then he agreed, and it was a good choice for him, I would say, because I don't, <laughs> so I don't know Did any you other. Say, songs. What you don't know any other Eric Carmen songs? Any Eric? I do know a few Eric Cartman songs, but I don't know any mm-hmm. Eric Carmen songs mm-hmm. besides Hungry Eyes. Finger Bang being one of them. I mean, yeah. I was thinking like, I'm Come standing sail away, away. Yeah. and oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Friend Carl's mom, she's a big fat bitch. She's the biggest. Biggest bitch of the world, bitch. She's a bitch to all the boys and girls. And they also did uh, 
heat of the moment. Yeah, so there you go. We're singing all South Park. Yeah, yeah, it's a great scene. If you haven't seen it, you should look that one up. Apparently, I'm not. So we got one more on our list this week from you, the tapeworms. This one comes from our main man and composer, Sir Skizna. That's right, I knighted you. Deserve it, sir. Knighted Sir Skiz of Not. Sir Skiz of Nottingham. Yeah. <laughs> sir Skizzle of the Nizzle. <laughs> he got uh, knighted by the. I mean, you know, it. The, I. I knighted the Royal you, Kingdom of Snoop Dogg. But then, yes. like, then Kevin, he Deep dog pound. He black knighted you. <laughs> 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 Which is way more important because he also yeah. Kevin also saved me from my slave name many many years ago. Oh, many many years <gasps> yeah. ago. This is like um, back in the obscure eighties yeah. days. Uh, do you, what do you, now? Yeah. Oh they, yeah, you I came in one night and they walked up to me. Uh, Kevin yeah, and questionable, questionable Mike, Mike. and yeah. told me that they, they just walked up to me. And they're like, "We've decided we're going to save you from your slave name," <laughs> and they gave me a new name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's a long ass name as it should be because <laughs> we robbed him of his white man name but replaced it with his black man name. <laughs> so I think it's like uh, Reverend Doctor um, Malik. Malik Shabazz. I was about to say Jamal Shabazz. Uh, Shabazz. Washington. Washington. <laughs> I think we added a Jackson in there. Like the third, I think, the was third, added. Yeah. For, so I am now Reverend Dr. Malik Shabazz Washington Jackson the third. Yeah. yeah, you can't call him by a slave name no more, Jason. You got to call him by that. Uh, <laughs> can, can we please get a name tag? That was like one of the best nights <laughs> of my life. I just want you to know. I was like, fuck yeah, about time. Yeah. Here I am just sitting over here with my slave name still. <laughs> oh, don't worry, buddy. You'll get one. Okay? Just, don't up. Thanks. That was strangely comforting. <laughs> don't worry. You'll get one. <laughs> the best part about that story, uh, Matt, is... I like walked in and they just walked up to me like they've been planning this. They were waiting for you to show up. Like it's time. We gotta give them. I was like, oh god, time get rid of the slave name. I was like, oh well, god, time the, for what? Well, during our black man meetings, you know, we we have like a limit. What of time so do those start? We, we, I can't tell you. We'll, we'll get some rules. I just don't but, even know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Matt oh. and I, Matt, my, Matt and I make a very strong point not to go to the white guy meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. stay, we we stay really those. far away from yeah. it. Like, no, no, no. You can usually tell where they are by a giant bonfire in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, don't want to go, go there. To those. No. We're, uh, we're just we you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, God you. damn it, Kevin. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so sk- oh. skizzle of the nizzle, uh, yes. skizzle of Nottingham. <laughs> you, uh, you gave us this this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful song. So I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip now. God, you don't get much more 80s than that shit. Do you know who this band is, guys? Do not. I can help you. Ready? It's the 
I am the tiger. Survivor? This is Survivor. This is I Can't Hold Back by Survivor. One of the few other songs I know by Survivor. There's like two. Um, This is the first hit single from their 84 album, Vital Signs, and their first featuring vocalist, Jimmy Jameson. This song peaked at number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And ranked number 73 on the 85-year-in Billboard Hot 100. Billboard has a lot of charts. <laughs> yeah, too many, some would say. Yeah. Uh, it also hit number one on the Billboard Top Rock Tracks chart, the one I have a hard time saying, written by guitarist Frankie Sullivan and keyboard player guitarist Jim Petterick. According to Petterick, this song was the high point of their collaborations, Sullivan coming up with the guitar riffs and Petterick the melody and majority of the lyrics. Fun fact... Uh, this one's regarding the music video. The girl in the video, the girl in the video is Lee Ann Marie. Now, you probably don't know who that is based off her name, but you've seen her. Yeah, you can see her riding the parade float in the movie of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, coming back to totally 80s and 90s. <laughs> this is, we're just coming right back. Well, yeah, right. so the girl in the music video for I Can't Hold Back is also the girl riding on the parade float with... Uh, Matthew Broderick in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or one of them, anyway. So, there you go. There you go. So, that is the list that you, the listeners, submitted to us that you would put on your 80s playlist, love song playlist. So, there you go. That will be available on Spotify, and so will our list. So, you need to go check it out. Matt puts all those lists up and out there. And I just want to say, there were more. Um, I, of course, had to limit things because time's sake. More stuff rolled in after I had the list complete. And a lot of these guys submitted more than one song. And so we really appreciate that you guys did that. It was awesome to get your feedback. Like, it was really cool to get all the feedback. So thank you guys so much. You can go check us out on our social medias, which we played a little clip earlier. But we are on Twitter. Facebook, Facebook. We are on uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you can go on to all of those things, and we ask questions. Well, I don't really ask questions on TikTok, but like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We Not to ask, mention Mastodon. If anybody else, is I, we there. haven't really done that in a while. Yeah, <laughs> Mastodon. No. Got a Reddit page. Well, I think so, we do, yeah. but I don't think that yeah, it's just <laughs> just bringing that back. I don't think yeah. it monitors it or anything, yeah. but it's, it's it's it exists. But we put it out there on those. That out. That's fine. We put it out there on those social medias quite often. We ask for your guys' input, so it's a really good place to go. Um, you can always email us your mixtape show at gmail dot com, and you can always drop us a voicemail. Actually. We ask for them. We almost beg for them, and you guys still don't do it, but I would love some more voicemails. We've received a couple, but not very many. Um, you should call and leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you like, don't like about the show. Uh, sing us a song or, uh, you know, whatevs. We don't really care. Matt, you know I'm going to ask for it, so you might as well tell them what that number is. Yeah, that number, if you want to call, is 513-437-2377. Or five one three he rad seventy seven. Just go ahead and put that in as a as a favorite in your phone, and just call us whenever you want to tell us something cool. Or not, we don't. It doesn't. Or not. Cool. I mean, it's we up to you. Really We're not gonna yeah, force you to. Don't care that be, much. Be a lot cooler if you did. I mean, you're gonna be cooler than us, regardless yeah. of what you say. We're yeah. gonna be like you're way cooler than us because we're not that cool. 
I mean, Matt's kind of cool sometimes. Once or twice, he's been cool. We have some really cool stuff coming up, though. I can tell you that. Uh, we are working, and, and guys, trust me, if you're listening right now, uh, I haven't forgot. <laughs> we are planning a couple of upcoming shows with a couple of different podcasters. We're going to have them on the show and talk about some stuff. Uh, well, there's just been a lot of, um, we'll just say, uh, difficult stuff going on in some of our lives as of recently. So it's been kind of hard to keep up with certain things while we're dealing with. And I, when I say all of our I like Kevin might be the only one right now. Yeah, Kevin, you're doing all right. Yeah, you're doing great, dude. Please keep doing that. The rest keep, of us. Keep being great yeah. at your life. Yeah, the rest of us have, have been dealing with some yep. shit. And I mean, by the rest of us, obviously, I mean myself and Matt, but also uh, our main man's Dewey D. So uh, send yep. some positive vibes all of our ways. I mean, things are working out, but, you know, sometimes shit happens. The problem with us is it happened to all of us at the same damn time. And, yeah. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll say family stuff, but here's the thing. You know, these guys are my extended family, so when shit happens to them, it happens to me, and uh, I, I stress a lot. <laughs> well, Jay, I just want to let you know, as a fellow black man, you know, this is what happens. Matt, I don't know what the hell's going on with you. You still got your slave name, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep it, I keep yeah. it hidden, yeah. you know, pushed I mean, all we'll, down. We'll, we'll, we'll fix that, you know. Yeah. We'll, all right, we'll, cool. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Kind of be for a little while longer. Yeah. I mean, you got to put in the application, though. Because, yeah. Shit. Like, uh, right. Uh, yeah. According to the meetings, I mean, I'll send you a form. <laughs> but according. At that point, that people. that's when it's okay for me to wear white. Yeah. And go to the that specific party. Yeah. Well, I mean. You can yeah. wear white. You just can't wear it over your face. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Jeez, Matt. But it rules. can't be a robe, though. Yeah. I mean, you just got to be, you know. Yeah, you know, something something chic, like like a white suit. Something chic. Don't yeah. dress like a chic. Some linen. Yeah. That would yeah. be weird. Yeah. Uh, I do want to hit on something <laughs> that Matt kind of mentioned earlier. We have a, a few shows. I'm going to give a quick shout out to just some of the shows, like Pop Culture Yearbook. By the way, you guys have shared our tweets and promoted the show quite a bit, and we really really appreciate that. Same with Armchair Booking Wrestling. Steve, you're great. We really appreciate what you're doing over there. All the guys at Not A Bomb, we love you guys. Uh, thank you so much. They've talked about our show a lot. Totally 80s and 90s recall. We've talked about it quite a few times tonight on the show. Uh, you guys are all great, and we love your shows, and we really appreciate that you have been giving us some support. And obviously, we want to try to continue to uh, try to encourage people to go check out your stuff as well. Uh, thank you so much for all that. Matt gave a shout out at the beginning of this episode. Uh, Matt, in case you want to give that again, yeah, yeah, it was uh, true crime on Easy Street. Those guys, uh, very enjoyable show. Give them a give them a listen. Uh, you will get roped in. Um, they have three people on the show. They are not a doctor, not a lawyer, and a mediocre journalist. And that will make sense when you listen to the show. Uh, uh, I'm not going to explain it. You got to check it out. But not a, not really a, fun. Uh, also, don't forget Behind the Funny, Scott and Ace. Those guys mentioned us in every show since they first uh, came across our show. And we thank them for that every time. So great guys. Yep. Check their show out as well. I don't know Plus if you love know a good this. slide whistle. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we love a yeah. good slide whistle. We'd have a, a slide whistle battle with those guys. Well, they're one of the we're, they're one of the shows we're trying to plan something to have back on as well. Um, yeah, totally eighties and nineties recall we're working with um, Steve over at the Armchair Booking. Uh, it's funny that you say not a doctor because that <laughs> do you know that's the if you watch um, 
Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know how? Oh yeah, say, that's how they the end the show. Not a doctor. Yeah, yep. was, this is the first thing I thought of. Sorry, that's yeah. a tangent that makes no sense. Very good. Yeah, uh, actually, the one that uh, is not a lawyer is actually currently becoming a lawyer. So it's going through that whole process. I mean, I hope so because it would be weird because any of us could say not a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, we're not a doctor. I'm not. I'm neither of those things. Yeah. It would be more weird if I tried to tell you I was. <laughs> Come here. Yeah, I, I'm a doctor. Bend over. <laughs> Does why this do look always, infected? Why do you always make me take my pants off? It's an ear infection. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is a psychiatrist. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we started. We we really really appreciate. Uh, all the feedback, please continue to give it. Um, we really appreciate all of you listeners out there. And uh, that's why we kind of threw this episode together. There'll be more listener kind of put together episodes in the future. It's something we've been talking about for a while anyway. We have some really cool episodes coming up. So uh, be paying attention. If you guys uh, are interested in I'm fuck, I try. I didn't know what I was saying. And I thought if I just kept talking, I'd figure out something to make it make sense, but I haven't got anything, so I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, thank you guys, and until next we have the opportunity to speak, where hopefully I'll be more eloquent than I was mm-hmm. there. Uh, always stay, stay awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to book you an appointment. There are times oh, that you feel like your head is a big old bucket. I started Filled with fuzzy dreams Cause you wish you were a Muppet But you can't play the music And you can't light the lights And it's all you can do Just to make it through Any more of these lonely nights So you grab your favorite mixture And you pop it in the slums and you scream two words along with all the nerds Cause right now, it's all you've got Stay, stay awesome Plant a tree inside your heart And let it blossom Stay, stay awesome Stay